0: This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network with a look at markets. I'm Randy Conan. Well, the grain markets put in a choppy week. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzlo said weather, this week's crop tour, as well as Fed Chairman Jerome Powell's speech at Jackson Hole, all big market factors this week.
1: Yeah, and we, we were able to take out yesterday's lows in the November beans. You notice the difference between the September beans and the November beans. Where the September beans have been trying to fight back and keep the support and and keep the screen green as far as the old crop goes, Randy. And I think this drives directly back to the combination of the Pro Farmer Tour showing beans still very possible to continue to big uh, see big increases in yields because of some very big pod counts in some key states and the change in these models, uh, the weather models showing. The return of Gulf moisture and that blocking of the moisture coming
2: out of the Gulf looks to be alleviated here after the weekend.
0: Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoop says wetter weather forecast did pressure the grains.
2: Um, yeah, you know the, the new crop soybeans are down fairly hard today because there is rain in the forecast over the next ten days, and that rain I think will prove to be really beneficial for soybean crop development. It's a, it's a little bit of a late to crop. Uh, in some areas, so this rain last half of August, early September would be just, just ideal for some development there. Um, the pro farmer tour is ongoing and they are going to run into some better yields.
0: And by the end of the week, grain markets pushed higher. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says traders were adding risk premium into the market.
2: Volatile week, you know, uh, on the market. You know, the grain market was, uh, you know, tried to add some risk premium uh, throughout the week for the uh, pro-farmer tour for the crop ratings that uh, were lower than the trade expected. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, fund buying came in to the market. Uh, at the end of the week, the market kind of chewed through some of the negative uh, uh, news from the Fed.
0: Total Farm Marketing Market Analyst John Heinberg said the corn and soybean markets remain fairly well supported. However, the livestock market has had a pretty choppy week.
2: We we lost the uh, August feeders this week. August live cattle comes off next week, so feeder cattle has been kind of tied to the grain market move. A little bit softer today overall with grain with corn prices being higher. You know, October cattle. You know, maybe we're trying to keep things tied to where cash is, and cash was a little disappointing this week. At least, kind of steadied out versus an uptrend. But I still like the longer-term view in this cattle market just because of the supplies and numbers and even the value that's out there in the carcass values. Hog market's a little bit different story. We've obviously taken it to the woodshed here over the last couple of
0: weeks. AgriSampo North America market analyst Sterling Smith says the livestock market is watching meat demand.
2: Uh, cutout values have been steady for the last two weeks. We haven't seen anything really to in, in, push demand from that point of view. You know, the cattle owners were sitting 145 to 149 in the north, 142, 143 in the south. Packers tried to lower bids over the last couple of days and got no answer. It's going to be a little bit slower. We have a holiday-shortened weekend uh, week period coming up here, so the Packers may not be quite as aggressive as buying.
0: Between the start of the grain shipping season and the end of July, the St. Lawrence Seaway moved 514,000 tons of grain. That's a near 37% increase compared to a year ago. That St. Lawrence Seaway connects the Great Lakes ports, including Duluth. The increase in grain shipping is credited to demand for U.S. grains from food shortages caused by the Ukraine-Russian war. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
2: Being a young, beginning, or small farmer has many exciting opportunities. Egg Country Farm Credit Services is here to help navigate them and introduce options you may not know about. We take pride in working with young, beginning, and small farmers to leverage the resources you need to be successful. Whether it's special exceptions to credit underwriting or scholarships for continuing farm management education, we're here to help you. Get started by contacting your local Egg Country office.
1: The Red River Farm Network Crop Tour, presented by Pioneer, delivering a first-person account of crop conditions and tease up the 2022 harvest season. This is Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Don Wick. Join us on air and online for our crop tour reports, with the focus being on North Dakota and Northwest Minnesota. This special coverage begins Monday, August 29th. The Red River Farm Network Crop Tour, presented by Pioneer. The Red River Farm Network, we're reporting agriculture's business.
0: With a look at farm news this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Interest rates are going to continue to increase. Federal Reserve Board Chairman Jerome Powell made that point during a speech at the annual Jackson Hole Wyoming Economic Symposium. Powell didn't provide any detail, but said another unusually large increase could be appropriate at the end of the month. The economy improved slightly in July, but Powell said that is not enough to loosen the country's monetary policy. Grain markets did not react to the Federal Reserve uh, chair's uh, speech, but Agrisample North America market analyst Sterling Smith says the stock market reacted violently.
2: Every time he has spoken in the past, the stock market has rallied, at least while he was speaking and usually maybe for a day or two after before uh, the market started falling. And this was during our big bearish period that we had that ended with the intermediate bottom in June. Today, not the same story. Chairman Powell was quite firm in what he said, and he used the word pain a couple of times, which is a new word in his vocabulary. feeling that I got from it is, the Fed is gonna do whatever they have to do to stop inflation, which means higher rates for longer.
0: And Smith expects the grain markets to be a little bit insulated from those Fed moves.
2: The grain market is really very, very independent. It's something nations want food security, and they're going to be willing to provide subsidies. And if we see you know, higher food prices, we'll see government action, not unlike what we've seen with energy prices in Europe. Britain has stepped in and provided subsidies to support and help people out with those uh, energy bills. They might be willing to do the same with food prices.
0: Well, checks from the Minnesota Department of Agriculture's 2021 drought relief program will begin to arrive in the farmers' mailboxes this week. Total of 2,922 out of 3,000 applications were approved, totaling just over $18 million in eligible requests. Uh, the total relief request is more than double the 8.1 million that was appropriated by the Minnesota legislature this spring. During an export forum in Sioux Falls this week, former U.S. uh, chief U.S. ag trade negotiator Greg Dowd touted the success in China. Corn, soybean and beef exports were singled out in that discussion.
1: China imports in agriculture almost as much as we export totally.
0: Uh, to the whole world. So uh, that's that's a growing market and a great opportunity. Dowd, who is now the chief economist for Aimpoint Research, cited massive economic problems in China for their role in the supply chain disruptions. If you're shutting down the factory to make phosphate fertilizer, and they're a third of the world's supply of
1: exportable phosphate fertilizer, that's a huge problem for everybody in the world. China doesn't make glyphosate Roundup. But they make the raw materials that go into it that are then exported to Mexico or us that, you know, we, we formulate it and put it together. So if they can't run that factory, uh,
0: that's a huge problem for supply chains anywhere in the world. Applications are going out for more, to more than 1,800 farmers for phase one of the emergency relief program. Farm Service Agency Administrator Zach Ducheneau said that will include supplemental coverage option and stacks payments that were not part of previous payments. Our state executive director in North Dakota and Senator
2: Hovind's team brought to our attention the fact that some insurance agents had filed a 2019 loss claim and there was also a subsequent 2020 loss claim that would make that producer eligible for ERP, but because it was just keyed in as a 19, it didn't register. So we were able to get that
0: resolved. That application is actually going out in this batch as well. That's a look at farm news this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. The past comes alive with the Western Minnesota Steam Threshers Reunion, September 2nd through the 5th, Labor Day weekend at Rolag, Minnesota. Featuring Rumley oil Pull tractors and machinery, along with Kerosene Annie. There'll be threshing, two parades daily, tractor pulls, kids activities, hundreds of demonstrations and exhibits on over 200 acres. Where your past is our present, the Western Minnesota Steam Threshers Reunion. For complete details, go to ROLOG.com. That's ROLOG.com.
3: The 41st Big Iron Farm Show will be September 13th through the 15th. Join the Red River Farm Network's forums online or in person at our spacious new location on the west side of the Big Iron Grounds. On Thursday morning at 10.30, we'll moderate a panel looking at navigating supply chain disruptions on the farm. Tuesday and Wednesday at 2.30 p.m., we find out what's next in the land market. These forums are sponsored in part by Farmers National Company, Ivory Insurance, NDFB, and Crary Industries. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Minnesota's livestock farmers and specialty crop growers who applied for disaster assistance to help with 2021 drought should get checks in the mail soon. The Minnesota Agriculture Department says the checks are being mailed this week. Minnesota A Commissioner Tom Peterson says there's a need.
2: You know, it really shows if you think about this time Right now, some people think we're in a drought in different parts of the state, and we are. Uh, but 2% of our state right now is in a D2 to a D4. If you went back to uh, a year ago today, 88% of Minnesota was in a D2 to a D4 drought.
3: The majority of the 3,000 applications received by the Ag Department were approved. That means $18.9 million in eligible requests, more than doubled the $8.1 million appropriated by the Minnesota Legislature earlier this year. Checks will be prorated to 41.9% of the amount farmers are eligible to receive. The legislation allowed up to $7,500 per eligible farmer, but the maximum payment per farmer is now $3,143. There are at least 6.38 million prevent plant acres in the U.S. this year. In a preliminary report released earlier this week, USDA says North Dakota has the most prevent plant acres in the country at 2.37 million. Compared to 2020, a historic prevent plant year, it's slightly lower. South Dakota's prevent plant is more than 733,000 acres, fewer than total 2020 levels. Minnesota has more than 495,000 prevent plant acres, That's more than the total prevent plant acres for the state in 2020. The final 2022 prevent plant data will be released in January of 2023. Pre-pile sugar beet harvest started this week across the American Crystal Sugar Company growing area. All of the factory yards are open and a few of the outdoor piling stations. In the Drayton Factory District, St. Thomas, North Dakota farmer Brent Baldwin is harvesting.
2: Morning was a little foggy, so we waited for a couple hours. But we picked up a little bit of rain last Thursday, and um, it's actually made the digging conditions really nice right now. We're uh, uh, everything's gone, gone pretty smooth. You know, you get your first day, uh, little tidbits going on, but uh, actually, all in all, it's a uh, beat are digging. Nice.
3: Crookston, Minnesota farmer Tim Dufault says wheat harvest is just getting started around him.
2: It's late. That's an understatement. Um, we haven't tried it yet. Um, I'm thinking this afternoon we'll be able to get a sample. A few of the neighbors have been going on a few fields like old sugar beet ground from last year or maybe some of the sandier pieces. Everything I've heard so far about the crop is good, good, good. Yields are good. Test weights are great. Uh, but the protein seems like it's a little below average um, in the, in the Crookson area. So I don't know if that's based, you know, just the early samples, not enough tests or it could be variety. But we'll see as we get later into harvest.
3: Dufault hopes to be in the field by now. But, but, uh, the North Dakota mill started taking in new crop spring wheat loads last week. So far, President and CEO Vance Taylor says the quality of the crop coming in from around Grand Forks, North Dakota, looks good.
2: Kind of a range of protein uh, so far from uh, kind of uh, mid, mid-14s uh, up to uh, low-15s. Um, uh, test weights have looked... Uh, Good. Well, above 60. I don't have the numbers handy, but uh, test weights have looked good as well.
3: Taylor says there's not been any ergot spotted in spring wheat loads yet. North Star Egg Services owner Jacob Edgar says the corn crop could use a few more growing degree days around his farm in Warren, Minnesota.
2: The beans are actually putting on pods on the top right now, and the seed is filling. The majority of the seed in the bottom pods, the bottom nodes are actually starting to fill and are filling quite good. Uh, but the rain should help the top pods.
3: That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network.
1: The North Dakota Mill has been producing northern-grown spring wheat and durum flour since 1922. The mill now adds value to more than 30 million bushels per year. North Dakota mill employees take pride in the highest quality spring wheat and durum wheat products for the baking and pasta industries. Look for Dakota-made flour in 5, 10, and 25-pound packages, as well as pancake and bread machine mixes. Spring wheat and durum flour, superior quality, is what separates the North Dakota mill from the competition.
3: Specialty crop markets are special and require more digging than corn, soybeans, or wheat. We do that digging, talking to numerous crop scouts, growers, and processors here in North Harvest. And whoever beans that affect local markets are grown, follow the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235. Brought to you by SRS Commodities, North Harvest Bean Growers Association, Johnstown Bean Company, and BASF. Your season-long pressure relief portfolio for growing dry beans.